Hey, what's up and welcome to Bigger Rugby. In this podcast, we're dedicated to rugby and all things rugby. Here, we'll take a look at the latest rugby news from around the world and the latest update from major competitions. Stay tuned every Monday and Friday for the latest podcast. And I will be your host, Danny Ravia. Alright, first up, World 7 Series, Fiji versus USA. Who's going to win this series? Now, a lot of people, including myself, I would say Fiji's going to win it. Like, let's be honest. The way Fiji looks right now, they look like they're unstoppable. However, you know, things may happen. Let's Let's take a look back at Paris last year. Everybody thought Fiji was going to take it for sure. All they had to do was just make it in finals. But fate would have it that they did not get through. And they lost to South Africa. Now this year, we sort of have the same thing going. We got USA at 162 points and Fiji leading the series with 164. You know, I'll be honest, Fiji looks strong. The way they're playing right now, nobody can topple them. So, who can beat Fiji? And the honest truth is, Fiji is their own biggest enemy. Talking discipline-wise, they give away too many penalties. Too many errors. The game against France, um, I mean, looking at how many... Um, how many errors made Fiji made more errors than France and they're the two top um, error making side in the series right now discipline if Fiji lack the discipline they will undoubtedly undo themselves they are their worst enemies if they play the way they played against the US shutting down Baker and letting them throw the ball around because they know they can defend everybody else. I mean, I think they can have a chance at winning the world, the seven series. Now, USA, on the other hand, they're going to find another game plan. Because right now, they're trying to get Perry Baker free. Perry Baker, Carlin Isles, and Kayvon Williams now. I think Kayvon Williams got, got talent. He's their up-and-coming talent, you know. That's good. Everybody knows that the USA always, always rely on Baker. Sure, Baker can create his own gaps, you know, but I think it's about time that the U.S. start playing with their big men. You know, the thing with the U.S. is they, their big men can play, and they can play hard. In fact, they can go toe-to-toe with any of the other big men in sevens. The likes of, um, <coughs> what's his name? Denny Barrett. Denny Barrett, Brett Thompson, Martin Yosefo. Yeah, these guys are their big men who can run, who can run fast, who can run hard. Use them. Like, use the big men not only to create space, but also to be like the man on the outside. Don't keep. Perry Baker out there, 
guess what? Fiji no Fiji's got fast guys who don't have to be fast fifty meters. They got they just gotta be fast within ten to twenty meters and they can catch Perry Baker. That's it. Period. But yeah, right now my my money's on Fiji to take it unless they they do something stupid in the in the first day or in the quarterfinals or the semifinals, you know, to to lose it. Yeah, let's let's hope they don't lose to any other team. Cuz I mean, even though New Zealand may be in third place, <clears throat> they have no chance in hell to win this game, to win the series, but they're still threat. Always. New Zealand will always be a threat. Um, let's see, who else? You know, I'm kind of disappointed with England. England is in Fiji's pool. England lost to Japan in the last leg. I mean, in the last tournament. However, they're st- they are still a threat. Do not underestimate England. However, <laughs> in Fiji's pool, they have Ireland. Okay, let's let's just take a minute here and talk about Ireland. Impressive, amazing. I can't wait to see more of Ireland in the World Seven Series, and that's a fact. Put money down on it. Um, <clears throat> Kenya kind of disappointing. They're they're in the bottom, and if they're not careful, they could be relegated. You know, Ireland is knocking on the door. Spain also, but the biggest biggest disappointment for me is England. They've only featured in two finals in the <clears throat> in the past tournaments. I believe one of them was you know, I can't even remember which one it was. <laughs> Let's go to to Google here and find out which other two tournaments that So England only featured, sorry, not even in a final. They featured in three in three semifinals. Yep. So England featured in three uh, semifinals. Dubai. Um, Sydney and Singapore. Uh, so they're sitting at 109 points. The reason why I say it's been disappointing to watch England is because I was watching England back when um, Ben Ryan was their coach. Back when they actually won tournaments. But it, I don't know. I th- I think English players again. I think uh, yeah, the English players are getting old. They're um, they just need new blood. Dan Norton, a fantastic player, but everybody is starting to shut him down. People are starting to know how he plays, how he likes to run. The routes he run, the lines he run, and that's just kind of disappointing. I mean, gone are the days where 
Norton would step left, step right, you know, run and juke, whatever you want to call it. He, he, as much of a dazzling player he is, he's not the only person in the team that can win the game. Everybody in the team needs to pitch in. That's how they can win the game. But, you know, I think they need new blood, maybe even a new coach. Coach, current coach. Simon Namor was a phenomenal player, though his coaching tactics need work. You know, I say change the coach, bring in some new blood, fresh look for England. Although there has been rumors circulating that <clears throat> they're going to get rid of England, Scotland, uh, and Wales and just create the Great Britain team. Come on. Don't be a sore loser. <laughs> you know. Just change your coach. Period. Well, <clears throat> not to beat a dead cat. I mean, I'm talking about England a lot. But... How long have those players been there? They've been there for a while. Fiji has probably had one of the highest turnovers um, uh, in terms of players coming in and out. I mean, let's let's think about it. How many of those players were playing like three years ago? Yeah, how many? Only Jerry Tuoi. Jerry Tuoi was in the team that went into uh, the Rio Olympics. Yes, he's the only one left. There's no one else. Even the the captain, uh, Nasoko, he left the team. He was, he was, I guess he was supposed to go play for a club. Uh, ended up not happening due to injuries, so he's back. I guess he's back in Fiji now. All the other, all the other players have. Um, have gone on. I mean, of course, you have Navungu who was in the squad in 2016 but didn't play in Rio. So the only um, the only gold medalist in the Fiji team is Jerry Tuwai. But if you look at South Africa, you look at Eng well, England, most of Great Britain was the English team. Um, look at all most of the other teams. They've had most of their players who've been playing three years ago who are still playing today. And I think that's something unique about the, the teams from the islands, Samoa, Fiji, um, I would say New Zealand, even though they're not considered, you know, even though they're not like tiny island nation, but they're, they have a lot of people they can pick from. You know, I think England and all those other teams just need new blood. They need development back in their countries that help them get excited about playing the sport. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> who am I to, to tell the English team what to do? But, you know, something's got to be done because for lack of, the, lack of a better word, they suck. <laughs> All right, let's move on from the sevens. Again, my pick is Fiji is going to take the sevens, you know, unless they do something dumb to screw up their, their chances. And, you know, um, Gareth Baber has 
has gone to the extent of banning or discouraging Fiji fans from visiting the players um, before the Paris tournament. You know, probably after the tournament, they're they're gonna probably have a huge get together. But I think that's that's a good start. Okay, now let's get into you know other news for uh, in rugby. Other news in rugby. Okay, Ma'anono, the All Black center, well, former All Black center. Rumor has it he is going back to Toulon. Well, if that's true, then you know that's a it was kind of yo-yo thing. You went and you were there. You went back to New Zealand. Uh, probably wanted to make it back into the squad. Didn't make it. Kind of disappointed and ended up going back. Well, I think the reason why Toulon is trying to sign him back up is because their star center uh, is that is going to play for New York in the major major league rugby in the US. Well, that's cool. These this is one of the new up and coming competitions in the world to watch out for. We have a lot of movements of players, international players um, who are making their way into this competition. Now, amongst some of the big names in Major League Rugby, you have the former Fiji captain, Osea Kolinisau, who plays in one of the teams there. Let me just look that team up here real quick. But, um, and I think this, the French center, um, Matthew Basterud, Basterud, I think that's how you pronounce his name. If I'm, if I'm not pronouncing it correctly, my apologies. This guy is only what 31 years old, well, 30 years old. Turns 31 in September. Huge guy, 265 pounds, six one. Uh, signed a contract with New York, the team from New York. Uh, and he will be playing next year for New York. Let me just pull them up here. Rugby United New York. Yep, that's their official... That's the official name. Rugby United New York, and they will be. Uh, they signed in this huge mammoth, this huge beast to play, uh, to play for them next year. I mean, honestly, you see this guy, you think he's a prop walking down the street, and then he puts on a jersey, and you look at the jersey, and he's wearing number thirteen. I don't know how you you'd want to uh, play against that guy. <coughs> However, he was in the team that lost against Fiji. Disappointing loss for them. Um, but great win there for Fiji. You know. But it'll be interesting to see how his impact into the major league major league rugby, major rugby league 
or Major League Rugby, um, how that would impact the competition. It's growing. I think Major League Rugby is growing. Um, but, um, like I said, we just have to wait and see. How will that impact USA Rugby? I think it's going to be very positive, um, a positive impact in USA Rugby. But all we can say is uh, let's, you know, watch and just watch and see. Okay, talking about Major League Rugby, the let's look at the standing for Major League Rugby. Utah Warriors, I think, won their first match this season. Uh, they won against Seattle in Seattle, I believe. Here we go, standings. So, <clears throat> as it is right now, San Diego is at the top with New York in second place. San Diego is at 57 points. Let me see. Yeah, 57 points. Uh, Rugby New York. Rugby. Yeah, Rugby New York is at 53 points. Let me just see who this is. Well, Seattle is in fourth place. Toronto Arrows is in third place. Seattle in fourth. Uh, Nola Gold is in fifth. And, well, in eighth place is the Warriors with 20 points. Kind of a, you know, good thing they won against the <laughs> Seattle Sea Wolves. <coughs> but in last place is Austin Elite Rugby. Uh, you know, compared to last year, I think Major League Rugby is starting to pick up here in the U.S. And within the next five to ten years, USA Rugby should be a force to be reckoned with. And it's all thanks to this new uh, competition. Speaking of competition, let's look at Super Rugby. Yes, Super Rugby. If we look at the standing right now, let us see. Hmm. Well, if we look at the standing, the Crusaders are top of the table right now. Uh, well, <coughs> okay, in, in the Australian Conference, Brumbies is at the top with 34 points. Uh, in New Zealand, it's Crusaders with 53. And in South Africa, it is the Jaguars with 36. But I guess in in general, New Zealand's Canterbury Crusaders will be at the top with South Africa's Jaguars in second place. And the Brumbies will be in third place with 34 points. I don't know how that works. Because if you look at the top two teams in New Zealand, Crusaders and the Hurricanes, they have more points than anybody in the South African and the Australian Conference. But hey, I'm not the one who decides these things. They are. I still don't understand why they got rid of the Western Force. Such an awesome team. Uh, you know, 
some people decided to do that. So hey, but <clears throat> it looks like uh, Crusaders might be the team to beat. Well, they've always been the team to beat in the Super Rugby competition. Speaking of the Crusaders, they are taking on the Chiefs in Fiji. I think tomorrow. Well, it'll be Saturday in Fiji, Friday in uh, in America and in England, and it'll be an interesting match. Um, interestingly, before uh, they've been having this competition for for a couple of years now, and it started off with Fiji being Chiefs' home game. Now, however, it is the Crusaders' home game. Home game. Um, in Fiji, one of the largest uh, Crusaders fan base outside New Zealand, and I'm you know I'm glad they're having it there. So, something good for the people of Fiji to to watch some quality rugby, and um, my money's on the Crusaders. No offense, Chiefs. I'm a big Chiefs fan, but Crusaders look good. Their winger, uh, Sevu Reese amazing 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 talent uh he will be going up against so he will be going up against pita soakula um also fijian that'll be um playing for the chiefs um although he'll be playing in the loose forward has has proven himself to be quite the asset for the Chiefs. It'll be an explosive game in Fiji. I'm guessing it'll be hot and humid, so it'll be something new for the boys, um, for both the Chiefs and the Crusaders. Right, moving on. <laughs> I just want to mention something. The top 14 rugby in Europe. What about that commentator? You know, I don't know if anyone else... <laughs> I don't know if anyone else noticed it, but the commentator, when he started off, I thought I was watching an EA Sports game. Someone was playing a prank on me or something. He, <laughs> the way he was commentating, and gets the ball, passes to, you know, down the field. Great catch. <laughs> I mean, if they were recording for EA Sports, awesome, but then, like, Dude, then when the second commentator comes in, I was happy. You know, I finally my ears could relax and be like, okay, now I'm listening to human beings talk. So, <coughs> I mean, it was a great game. Although, when you watch, um, I don't know if this is for everybody, but when you watch the top 14 competition and Super Rugby, uh, you can tell two very different styles of playing. Yeah, there's two very different styles of playing. Um, you have, I mean, if you go to, uh, if you watch a Super Rugby game, Super Rugby, I, I think, is more explosive, fast-paced, whereas in the top 14, it's more... It's more tactical kicking. 
you know, I, I don't know. I feel I, it could be different with other people, but I feel in England, the style of game is slower, whereas in New Zealand, Australia, and South Africa, they like it fast-paced, high-impact, high-octane uh, rugby. I could be wrong, but that's just how I how I perceived um, the competition to be. So, the Guinea's Pro 14 final was between Leinster Rugby and Glasgow Warriors. And Leinster came out with, uh, with the win and Glasgow just missing out. But, hey, that, uh, you know, someone has to win, someone has to lose. And... Unfortunately for the Glasgow Warriors, um, they were the losers of the day. They can hold their head high. They topped their conference. So um, at the end of the day, it's a success. depending on how you see it. <coughs> right, let's move, move on to, to another news. They... Uh, World Rugby has finally approved uh, rugby goggles to be worn during matches. This is great because there's um, there's a lot of rugby players out there who are legally blind in one eye <coughs> who can't see <laughs> in one eye. And uh, this is a great, great, great uh, announcement from World Rugby. They've been testing this for a while. And for them to finally prove it is awesome. Uh, means that a lot of people with these sort of disability would be able to play the sport that they love, enjoy it to the fullest, and not to worry about um, worsening the disability that they have. So, great job, World Rugby. <coughs> Now, if you guys have anything uh, you guys want to talk about, you guys uh, be sure to send me a message, you know, uh, some suggestions. But, um, you know, this is just my first podcast, my first ever attempt at this, so uh, please be kind. <laughs> but... Please don't hesitate to reach out and share your thoughts, uh, comment, you know, support whatever. I'd love to hear them. And just a reminder, <coughs> every Friday and Monday, I will be um, sending out podcasts. Um, every Friday will be my take on you know the different competitions. Uh, who's going to win? Right now, my focus is is on the uh, Paris Sevens. Fiji and USA are gonna try and win that one, you know. And on Mondays, it'll be my take on what happened over the weekend. Of course, there's you know there could be games along around you know during the um, during the week and I will address that during Friday's podcast so stay tuned 
you know keep listening and give me a like and uh, I will see you guys next week stay safe play safe